Tony's uh, OnlyFans? Yeah, his OnlyFans, and then instead he Cause, paid cause me. Because I've only got like three? Yeah. <laughs> he paid me to watch versus, you know. He charged me $30. That's bullshit. She, oh. she got she got the friends and family discount. What the hell, man? We're on the same show. <laughs> <laughs> that explains how I got the thirty dollars. Jesus, man! I'd at least expected a free goddamn dessert coupon or something. <laughs> we got like one of those five dollar off coupons you can put on for like your Walgreens card. I can get you one of those. That's fine, man. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, we started doing them when you get shots. So I would just give him the fries in the bottom of the bag. Oh, he's. Hey, those are the best. Those are the best ones. Those are yeah. the freaking like the extra salt on them. Extra, extra salt. And questionable bag material. <laughs> oh. Have you tried, <laughs> Kanae? Did you go to? Did you, Did you follow everyone to uh, In and Out a couple weeks ago? After the show, everyone headed to Denver. Like stopped at In and Out. Um, I I got hooked up with In and Out. I didn't have to wait in line. How the hell did you do that? The second off, it sucks. But go back to that. A, one of the one of the newer girls over at RMP. She works at In and Out, so she brought everybody In and Out. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And what would you, you think? Um, it's all right. I mean, I've had it before when I was in Cali, but Tony, it's yeah. no big belly burger, but it's okay. Yeah, it's no big belly burger. Did you hear we're getting a water burger? I don't like water burger. Nobody, yeah, it's garbage. No, we, I went was, there... we would stop there in Amherst and Lubbock because freaking Kevin Price likes it, and it's about it. I don't um, know what you guys are smoking, but it's not good. When I did that one show for Top of Texas, we went there for like breakfast, and I got a burger for breakfast, and it was like I've had better. Oh, why do you hate yourself so much? I was told oh. to. Get. Oh, you were you were lied to. Canary, Toxic influences. <laughs> Canary, you sound like you're telling a boyfriend why you don't like him. <laughs> That's how I tell everybody I don't like them. <laughs> you're just not it's the burger. List. You're just not the burger for me. Mm. Yeah, you're not. You're you're no good times or red robin. You're you're alright. You're an <laughs> you're an infinite fry girl. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Give me more French fries. Before the show, before we start recording, Morales, uh, I brought up Futurama, and Miss Canary here said that yep. she got creeped out by Zap Brannigan and couldn't watch the show. And I gotta know what he did. Uh, from what I remember, it was he was so perverted and grody. <laughs> but you scream at everybody. Yeah, but when I was that age, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have an unhealthy love of velour suits. No. <laughs> now, uh, while we get started here, uh, guys, welcome to Minefields Indie Wrestling Report. Which number is this one? Number. What are you? 56? 54? I'm embarrassed. 52.8? The goodest one ever, Canary. Yes, the goodest one. I like that one. The goodest one. Now, I, I mentioned her, like, you know, hey, like, let's just talk about comics, action figures, that sort of thing. And she was like, yeah, I might not know that much. But the, 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 it, it inspired me on a topic, is the, the, the idea that somebody knows more about comics or vintage television or Star Trek and 
despite your love of, like, maybe, like, you're really into, like, Dragon Ball Z or something like that, it kind of, like, makes you feel inferior. And, like, that's one of the things that really pisses me off about talking shop or talking comic books or pop culture with anybody is, like, that inherent, like, are you testing me? <laughs> yeah, kind of that gatekeeper mentality. Yeah. Like, you might like this, but you don't like this as much as I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm over the place. I am literally all over the place. Do you ever get that? Do you ever get that feeling though that like like it makes what you like suck, even though you love it so much because someone like has been playing Dungeons and Dragons forever, or knows every Star Trek episode or Klingon by heart, and you're like, well, like, man, I, I like man, I remember waking up at six a.m. to watch Sailor Moon on a Saturday in high school. Like you know, didn't know that much about the X Men that time, but like I could tell you everything about Sailor Moon. Exactly, I'm the same way, but like. Yeah, like, I don't know, my love for things is all over the place, so, like, I'll know something about this, or this, or this, but I can't give you, like, a full, like, history report. Right, but you still enjoy it just as much as everyone else. Yeah. What's a what's a good guilty pleasure? We'll all sound off on a, on a good guilty pleasure when it comes to, like, pop culture, like, comic books, action figures. Anything is a guilty pleasure, I feel like you should not feel bad for what you like. If that makes sense? No, that makes perfect sense. But you still know, though, that you're going to be judged for a couple things. Give us some of the ones that you're going to feel you're going to be judged on. <laughs> okay, actually, since I'm looking at it right now, um, I love Peppa Pig. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> She's so sassy. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. That's exactly that's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Morales, come on, give me something. Mm. Yeah, kind of the same way. It's like, I don't, I don't really have any guilty pleasures i like a little bit of everything but um hmm used to really i used to really enjoy rupaul's drag race okay it's just it was it was fun it was different and freaking crazy not quite reality but kind of reality television right so i got to go with that i'm going with my love of uh days for our lives <laughs> i, I uh watching yeah, it's it's been a while. I watch it every now and then. Uh, but I, I remember one summer I uh, went back home, and it, obviously I'm just trying to be as self depreciated as possible. It's one of those things where we went back home because someone was sick, and I spent a whole summer watching Days of Our Lives, and uh, I, I I worried about those characters. Marlena was possessed by the de- the devil. <laughs> like I'll, I'll talk to people that mention Days of Our Lives, all of a sudden like we make this huge like rapport. I remember like, a bunch of people like text message me that when Stefano de Mera died, I'm so sorry about your loss. I'm like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Wow. Okay. Um, Stefano kill. Uh, yeah, it was like yeah, like I appreciate you guys knowing that I I cared about this gentleman, <laughs> even though he was evil. He was the ultimate evil. He was. Those are the best characters, though. Shoot, let me. You got, you got to love a good solid bad guy. Absolute solid bad guy. All right, let's best best bad guy. First thing that pops in your head, Canary. Oh, right now, Tobias Whale on Black Lightning. <laughs> You're watching. So, yeah, he's solid. Uh, I love him. Morales uh, recommended me the uh, Secret History of the DC Universe on Black Lightning. It was one of the most heavy, hard hitting comics I've written like a decade. Oh yeah, dude. They, the first one's Black Lightning. Second one is Bumblebee, and oh, what's her husband's name? I can't recall off the top of my head. And then third one's Katana, Ooh. and freaking all, all just fantastic reads. 
See, this is what I'm talking about, Miss Canary. Is like, yeah, we just went off on some other comic books, that, but like, I want to know like more about what you're into. Like, you're all over the place. Give us a give us A to B to F. Okay, I'm gonna use like everything I currently see right now. So like, I have a wall dedicated to just Green Arrow comic books, mm-hmm. and then over here I have a wall that has like Star Wars stuff on it. And you go down there, I got some like Buddha shit on the wall. I don't know if I can say that on your podcast. I'm sorry. You can curse <laughs> I have Funkos all over the place. I have vinyls. I got Game of Thrones. I got Linkin Park. I got Edgar Allan Poe. Like, I am literally, like, everywhere. <laughs> all kinds of eggs in your basket. There is. And I have, like, this, like, Pennywise lamp next to me also. So, I mean. <laughs> do you have the Bullet Club Green Arrow shirt? I sure do. One do of my you... best friends bought that shirt for me after my ex refused to buy it for me. Did you uh, buy a second one to keep special, just in case, you know, to keep mint? <laughs> no, because if anyone touches my shirt, they're going to get hurt. That was a good-ass <laughs> shirt, man. Stephen Amell was, like, the tits in that show, man. Like, everything about it's great. I'm really excited to see his new show, Hills. Yeah, wrestling, straight up. Yeah. Uh, Merle, isn't there someone that, like, you know, no, not that you know, like, who was the producers on that show? There's some good-ass people on there. Like, not as good as, like, Chavo doing Lucha and Glow, but wasn't there someone else? Like, were you talking about that the other day? Uh, no, not not as far as Arrow. I don't know anybody offhand that works with specifically on Arrow. No, no I mean, like, uh, the, the, the wrestling, the new wrestling show. Heels. Oh, he, uh, Heels? I don't recall, actually. I don't, I know freaking... I just know Steve Mel's going to be on it and a whole bunch of guest stars, but I can't recall off the top of my head about him, unfortunately. I sent a... I got to find this meme I sent Marilis the other day. Where is it? It is... Just give me a second here. He he legit got pissed. It was funny. Not at me, but... I was like, I, I, I'm rarely angry, so I don't know what you're talking <laughs> rarely about. Rarely angry. Rarely do I get upset. You're the Hulk. <laughs> If he was like a tiny Puerto Rican, maybe. And then, like when you Hulk out, though, you put on the sexy story mask. That'd be hilarious. That's a gimmick <laughs> right there. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I wear my mask. <laughs> All right, I found it. It was a it was a screenshot of GameStop tweeting. Be honest, how many Funko Pops do you own? And some guy named Zick Nick at Two Inch Dick Nick forty one minutes ago. <laughs> Zero, because I'm not a fucking loser. And I sent it to Morales, and he's like, fuck that guy. <laughs> that is true. Fuck that guy. Dude, I just put in, like, tw- uh, freaking maybe half an hour ago, I put in a bid on eBay for one of the Eddie Guerrero pops. Yeah, did you see Jitsu <laughs> yeah. got that today? I know. I know. I'm envious. That's that's why you did it, because you, you're like, you sat on it. Ah, I'll get it later. Oh, I'll get it later. Jitsu get it. You're like, fuck it, I need it immediately. <laughs> no. Though if I if I don't win the bid tonight, I'll just buy it tomorrow morning. Either way. How many pops you got? It shall be mine, dude. Legitimately, somewhere in the vicinity of two hundred. Canary. Um, I got like twenty five. I'm waiting on one to come in the mail right now. Which one? So it's the Lincoln Park twentieth anniversary, the soldier. And oh, I've been waiting wow. since October for that to get sent. Nice. And I wanted to get Selena, but they were sold out before I could even get to. Oh, because it, it was record store day today. Well, these were like, like Selena was sold out like literally like the same day it got like released, which was like last month, I believe. You know, today's her birthday. I do know. 
Yes, ma'am. Oh, what, 50 years? 50 years. I'm actually wearing my Selena shirt. See, when I was a different uh, doppelganger, I, I had a Selena outfit. And I wrestled in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was the purple outfit. That's the first thing I thought, actually, that it would be. Yeah. But, like, I had, like, other ones that were, like, inspired by her. But, like, that was, like, my Selena outfit. I remember the day she died, man. I was, like, 12. And, like, I remember my, like, I, I, I just got introduced to her from my gay cousin that was, like, 14. But everyone knew it. But he was the badass, badassest dude ever. And he, he turned me on to Selena. And I remember we were watching TV because he was hanging out at my grandma's house with me. And he, the news came on that Selena had just been murdered. And he fucking lost it. Like, 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 I've been to funerals with this guy before. Not like that. Wow. Oh, dude. And then, like, and then the more, like, oh, she's just the best, man. Like, do Puerto Ricans like Selena? I think everybody likes Selena on some level. You kind of have to. Yeah. If you're brown, you gotta love her. Yeah. And she, <laughs> yeah. Like, she she was one of the first like huge crossover stars that I remember. I just I three yeah. years old when she died, so I didn't know about her until like the J Lo movie came out, and I was sick. Mm-hmm. And but then like that's that was like forever a thing with Selena. How did you how did you get turned on Selena? Let's, let's go on a Selena tangent here. Um, I remember like it was me and my cousins and like our family just like put on the movie. And that's like it was like the first time I actually like stayed awake for a movie when I was that age. So yeah, I just remember the whole thing. And then after that it was just like always her music being played. How bad did it break you? Like when when they collapsed on each other in the hospital, I, I lost I was in the theater watching it and I cried like a I cried like a baby, like 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 boogers couldn't breathe type thing. It's emotional. Like I still cry over that. Like every time. It's yeah, it's just sad. It's like the beginning of Bambi. You know what's happening. The uh, my mom always watches Chicago PD, and it's got the guy. Uh, his, his name's John Cedda, I think C E D A, I believe. And um, mm-hmm. oh, this guy. My mom knows. Like she'll be watching it, and I'm like, oh, Selena's husband. And she's like, why do you keep calling him that? Because that's Selena's husband. <laughs> <laughs> In the movie that is Selena's husband. It's got Selena's husband, in it, and she's like, your your love with Selena is kind of weird. And I'm like, yep. I get questioned about it a lot. It's cool. I'm not worried Nothing about it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I appreciate that. Tony, Tony's Tony puts up a lot with me, man. Like, uh, he was, I was like, Hey, let's like, we were talking about getting you booked. And he's like, I'll do it. <laughs> like, All right. I get it. Y'all know each other. <laughs> and he did it in person. And we've been friends for like eight years, maybe longer at this point. I'm not quite sure. I thought it was like six. Yeah, I feel like it's when it's however long the freaking Alpha Nine tournament is, because I came, I met you right before the Alpha Nine, and you got all mad at me because I stole your move. I can't even remember. What did what move, what move did you steal from her, dude? Her one and only move she had at the time. Screaming at people. <laughs> no. no. That that came later. No, it was the uh, the octopus. No, yeah, octopus stretch. It's octopus stretch. I still do it better. No. Yeah. The only, the only reason you would do it better is because I base better. What? No. 
I'm a better base. It just is what it is. So you mean you, you can take it from me? Yeah. I'm all about that base, girl. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I should play Pony by, like, Genuine right now just to pull in that base and have that that epic <laughs> knockdown on that. But yeah, no, I, I ended up still, I ended up using that move. We ended up using it in the match. Ended up turning it into a pin, which made it even cooler. The worst. And then she called, she said to sit there from the stair line, from the sidelines and be like, that asshole stole my move. I was also very young into the wrestling business, too. Oh, yeah. you. Were, how, how, how long have you been training at that point? Uh, I think I was just a year in. Not even a year in yet. Okay. That sounds like, about right. And now, I'd just be like, I let me go do it better than you. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Watch this. It should, it, <laughs> it should hurt. I've never heard anyone talk to Morales like that in my life. Goddamn. Just gotta have that special something. Everyone's all scared of Morales. He's a teddy bear. Oh, nobody's scared of me. No, no need to be scared of me. I'm everybody's friend. Get you, everybody's. Get this. He knows how much I love AD, AEW action figures. I'm getting ready in the morning. I get a text message: Orange, Orange Cassidy in a Riho, Powers and Constitution. No, no, Powers and uh, and Woodman, like jumped out of the shower type thing. Like. Just good looking out. Yeah, I do what I can. And everyone's jealous of my Orange Cassidy and my Riho. <laughs> I need to pay my rent for the. If I need to pay my rent, I'll just sell my AW figures. Oh. Some of them you're not wrong, dude. Freaking, I saw. I was looking looking online S's and G's today for at a uh, the Brandy figure, which is the one figure my son doesn't own. Yeah. It, it sells anywhere from a hundred and. Thirty-nine ninety-nine to three hundred bucks. Really? Yeah, depending on the freaking, depending on who's selling it. Man, that's a lot of scratchers I can buy. Yeah. <laughs> we at Minefields here invest in ourselves, can we? As, as you can tell. That's all right. Follow your dreams, man. Want to be that? And she broke up with me. Aww. Aww. You guys had a good run. We did. There's back. I'll just I'll just I'll just sit back while y'all do the interview. It'll be cool. <laughs> so anyway. So anyway, after I've done did make Miss Canary as uncomfortable as possible, tell me about your favorite wrestler, Joey Ryan. Oops, wrong. I made it worse. Damn it. I've never really been a Joey Ryan fan. Ah, I felt tricked. I actually wore. <laughs> I actually wore uh, when I went to uh, Mania in uh, New Orleans, and my attire that day was my Blackcraft Colt Special Edition Doug Bradley Hellraiser hoodie because I was cold because we were so hungover, and then I wore my Joy Ryan shirt. I've got a photo with Mora Morallo with my Joy Ryan shirt, and I'm like, man, I, I picked wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I heard hot rumor he's actually coming back to wrestling actually, uh, Morrow. I heard he's he's, he's, he's going to come back and do the uh, the Kenny Omega Rich Swan title for title match. Yes, he is. Yes, he so is. That'll be that'll be super cool. Yeah, ESPN announced that today. I saw that, and he was. I got to tell you, man, he was. The, I was like on my way to the can. It was in the middle of the uh, uh, Canary. Did you watch that Mania? Um, I watched like. Like the like the full first one and then half of the second one. I haven't been able to finish it. No, I'm talking about the one in New Orleans from like four years ago. Oh, 
probably. Uh, it was in the middle of the Shinsuke, the, the, the debacle of Shinsuke and AJ Styles doing the, the crotch shots. And I got bored and I also had to go to the restroom. And I, on the way there, I saw a guy getting a Coke. And it was Morello in his perfectly coiffed suit. And I was like, you're Mor Morello. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, listen, man, I've been reading what's been going on about you. And I'm so proud about you. And I, I just want to see you succeed. And I, I love your work. And he's like, I really appreciate that, brother. And I was like, can I get a photo with you? And he's like, I would love to take a photo with you. Oh, and nice. I would, dude, he, he didn't like, you know, you know, when you take the photo, you see that picture of Charlotte with that big fat greasy guy that has a Charlotte shirt on. She's got that the arm elevated, like not quite touching, but it looks like it in the photo. He embraced the living dog shit out of me. Like he just, like he was very happy that I, he was the coolest one I met. Uh, this other dude that we were chilling with, uh, he was this Japanese guy that came with these German dudes. Then, uh, he went to the restroom and, um, Okada, Okado, Okado, Okada, Okada, which one of us <laughs> was, taking a whiz next to him in a, in a pulled down baseball cap. And as I said, shut your goddamn mouth, but I digress. <laughs> I don't I remember why I even brought that up, man. Like, I'm, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm just trying it's to make, list. I'm just trying to make Miss Canary happy that we, we know I, I'm tr- We're trying to impress you with our comic book and wrestling knowledge because we want to get you open up and know what you like. By the way, we, like Morales knows a lot about me. I know a thing or two. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's a, what what has she got you into wrestling originally? What got me into wrestling? Yeah. We talking like lifelong fan, we talking like you stumbled into it. I stumbled into it. Um so uh when I was like ten years old, my grandma had passed away and like I didn't know what was going on. It was like I'm ten years old. Like everything's just like sad and gloomy at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I was in her room and I was trying to find something to watch on her TV and I come across a super staticky station Excellent. and I, yeah, it was so staticky. And I remember just being like tranced by what was actually on the other side of the static. And I can see like Kurt Angle and Stephanie McMahon and I fought with the antenna. That's how old I am. <laughs> and, and then I finally got it to like clear up a little bit, and I just remember watching what I could, and like everything just melted away. Like I forgot the real world for a second. And then like I became so obsessed that that came, became like my weekly thing. I begged my mom to get me tickets to go see SmackDown, and she did. And I remember the match I saw was like live was Molly Holly versus Lita, and I think it was for Heat. But Holy like, shit. yeah, this is so you're, we're talking like year 2000, 2001. Yeah. And I remember watching it and I just like, I want to do this. And I knew from that moment, like in some form that this is what I was going to do. Like it didn't matter how big I got or like where I ended up. It's just, I knew at one point, this is what I wanted to do. It's it's curious. I, I I love that sort of thing, especially because uh, I was talking to someone the other day that asked me how I know that a wrestler I interview is a true wrestling fan. They either say a couple things. There's like, wrestling saved my life, or it became everything. Like from a it, young age. Yeah, it like so like for me, 
it would always take like the bad in the world and melt it away and you would get like like you know like i said tranced into these stories that people were telling you and everything was right for like the entirety of the show and that's what i always wanted to do was be like i want to be that person like if you're booing me if you don't like you know if you don't like me if you love me like at least i can make you forget for like a few minutes about all the shit in the world well regardless of what shit's going on in the world i mean like obviously you're just invested in character i love character like i mean like we all lose ourselves in character but it sounds like you were already pretending already and you just happened to find the perfect mix of drama and violence yeah what were you what, what were you pretending to be before you found wrestling? Because that's super interesting to me. Because you don't just you don't just get tricked into a stranger's van uh, that happens to offer wrestling. Um, <laughs> you you've got a, a, an idea of who you want to be and like a, a character or, or um, a fantasy that you just want to be and have the guts to be, if that makes sense. And then wrestling came along and filled in the blanks. I mean that that's that's heavy. Yeah. So, like, growing up, like, I, the joke is in my family that I'm a character trapped inside a human body because, like, I've always been goofy. I've always been, like, super lovey. Like, all those things. Like, just super energetic. And, like, I grew up watching Sailor Moon. So, like, she was there to protect people. Right. And save people. And then, like, when I found wrestling and, like, how I describe it and how it felt to me, I don't know, I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. I don't, it was just like a feeling like, like I want to be the reason why people are happy type thing. So I've always tried to be like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it at this point. <laughs> you want to be, you want to, you want to be a good memory. I want to be a good memory. Yeah. And then like getting into wrestling, like I became more of like, like ever since the beginning, like I became more of a bad guy, but that didn't quite feel right, I guess. Well, Help me, help me, help us understand that. Like, bad guy, or are you just more obsessed with the tweeners, like Spawn or something like that? Um, I was, well, I didn't get to really choose when I first started wrestling. Like, I was told what to do. And I was just like, they'd just be like, go out there and be a bitch. Make people boo you and love the baby face. And it's like, okay. And you're, you were a valet. That's when you met Morales, right? Uh, yeah, I was, so I was a valet for my first year, and then I I went over to RMP when it was NRW still, and that's kind of when I started wrestling, wrestling. And then I took my year off, and then I went back, more why'd, so. Why'd you take your year off? I would, you know, like, well, between, like, COVID and, like, all that other stuff, but just, like, I was going through, like, personal stuff, and I wanted to make sure, like, my head was right, and I could find my, who I actually am. Okay, you so... Kinda lose your- the way right right so covid hit and in the middle of an existential crisis yeah and you just showed up a year later like nothing happened mm, i feel like that's where the character like the, the, the character development comes into play i i've seen you wrestle man you're you're good you've got great potential you don't you, you can't just gloss over like yeah like Everything sucked. Uh, got attacked by serial killer real quick. Uh, then uh, COVID happened, and then uh, yeah, I'm back. Um, you can't just gloss over that, Con. 
like what what brought about the character change really like you 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 you, you know you talk about your doppelgangers we you know aria right. or we got and then we have the you know canary all of a sudden shows up like what what brought about that change trying to move forward and get away from the past so like i said you lose yourself along the way and when i first got into wrestling like i knew i knew what i wanted to do i knew what my goal was and then like you go through all these things i went through like a super like a super big breakup you know most people would be just like whatever but like to me that was like something that really affected me about who i was okay and, like i don't know like after all that happened it was just kind of like sitting there one day like who am i you know like ari aurora was connected to that person so it's kind of like just kind of leaving that in the past and moving forward and like figuring out who i am and like i've always really loved like I said, like, I wanted to make people happy. I wanted people to, like, you know, be their own hero. And when I watch, like, all my superhero shows, you know, the Arrowverse, like, that's something that really inspired me. Because you have, like, the Earth One um, character that you meet. And then something happens to him, so then you meet the Earth Two character. Like, example, Black Canary and Black Siren. So... Black Canary was visioned as, you know, the hero, but she wasn't that strong, which like ultimately ended like ended up her dead. So then you meet Black Siren, and she's like polar opposite. She's the bad guy. She's the one that everybody hates, and I could totally relate to that at certain points in my life, where like I felt like no one cared or no one really like liked me. Does that make sense? Oh, Completely. totally. Completely. Yeah, I felt like everything I did was seen in a bad light so at one point black siren you know she starts to like find redemption and tries to prove to people that even though she's not their laurel lance she can still be somebody worthwhile and like to me that was like eye-opening because i'm no longer that person i was like i feel like i've grown a lot and i've had other people kind of comment on that too that i'm not the same person kind of like okay like I'm fine. I guess I'm finally getting it across, but I'm still not done trying to prove that you know I'm not the spoiled little kid anymore. That I've done messed up and I'm trying to like move on. Am I making sense? No, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're totally making you're, sense. It's like you wanna you wanna sense. you know you started somewhere. You you were this person, and then you you've grown. You've learned. You've adapted to situations. You know, it's, that's, that's growing up. It's learning, you know, you can't, you know, everybody should do that. And some people do, and some people don't, I mean, it's as simple as that, you know, yeah. this is, this is like a culmination of, you know, what you've gone through so far. That totally makes sense. And like, to me, just being able to kind of go back to my original mission of why I got into wrestling is kind of like, that's what Canary is. Like, I don't, hmm, how else I put it? Character development to me is, like, very, very important because I grew up with, like, mangas and certain, like, comic shows or, like, books in general. And, like, you always read, like, how a character grows within this book. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's kind of where Canary is. Well, I, we appreciate you sharing that. Um, it reminds me of, uh, 
I'll find like random comics every now and then that I know are important. And you said like three things of some stray um, orphan comic books that like I got that I was looking to give a good home to. I have, yep. yeah, I do. Like, uh, I, I, I'm really lucky when it comes to finding deals. Like, uh, the, the day I found Watchmen number one, I was at a, uh, and I'm free. I'm just trying to talk about myself. I'm just trying to put in perspective. I was, uh, I, I have good luck with comics. I went to a half price books and they had these, uh, records and they mispriced a white zombie record that should have been $180 because it was the original pressing and I got it for 10 and they also had Watchmen number one for 10 and then they also had a grab bag of comics. It was like 30 comic books for like a, a 50 bucks. And uh, I could tell that uh, from the front and back that there were the goon. Did you ever read the goon, Morales? Uh, I never did, no. But you know what? You know of it? Mm-hmm. So I'll rescue comics. And I have a Brightest Day Green Lantern. I'm sorry, not Green Lantern. Green, green Arrow, number one. Uh, green Arrow started Brightest Day after uh, Blackest Night. I got an extra one of those. I also have a bunch of original Shonen Jumps in the packaging. I actually have one through 15 still in the shrink wrap. And um, including the ones I've opened. And uh, there was one other thing I, I need to give to a good home. Sounds like you need them. Or you, not need them. Uh, would give them a good place on your shelf. They would be lovely on my wall. I also have a... Uh, it was one. I don't know if you were. Uh, obviously, you're familiar with Birds of Prey, but um, Brightest Day also started out with um, Birds of Prey, uh, written by Gail Simone. I have three issues of those that I just they were just so solid, and I was like, nope, nope. They were they were on sale. They were in the grab bag. I'm like, you're not. They were in the. You know when you go to a comic store and they got the the dollar bin. Yeah. Yeah. There was the one I bought when it first came out, and there was two just sitting there that for a dollar. I'm like, no, I'll find you a good home. So. I- I am that good home. Yes, yes, you are. I'm... Yeah. But the Shonen Jumps, man, you gotta... Those are special. We love you here in Minefields. Tony, don't talk me out of it. She's cool. Yeah, she's all right. Oh, whatever. You love me. I do. You're a little sister. Oh, you speak, bro. Well, it's better than being his uh, illegitimate child like all the other wrestlers here. There's like three. That's enough. Setting up franchises, man. Pretty it's like more than those children on top oh, they're, of they're all They're all great franchises. There's a reason they franchise. <laughs> all right, so we're developing. We're developing, and uh, we appreciate you sharing that. So now you've got a, a, a real, like, it was really hard to find some uh, photos of you to turn into a comic book because everything was so stylized already, and I couldn't rip anything off, and I appreciate you working with me, like, literally last minute to get, like, your canary, like, uh, springtime uh flyer out yeah you really work hard on the character like but not just like in ring not just on social media but like you're you post art i feel like that's important to like your brand like we all we all have like different stories to tell but like if i look like everybody else why would anybody want to look at me you know what i mean like completely yeah, I have to stand out somehow. <laughs> well, you're fanning out, man. Like, okay, so we've got a great gimmick so far. Like, what are some... Can you share anything in the... You know, give us a, a hint of what you're working on? Like, any... Um, 
so right now I, I am mostly like concentrating on training because like I feel like that to me is like number one um the character you know I already love it so much so like it's it's growing every single day I'm always thinking of new ideas and I kind of told like uh Morales yesterday I think it would be really really cool if like obviously we're just kind of like shooting on it right now but like um if like promo wise, if I could totally get down the tone of Captain Cold, I would be like the happiest person in the world. Uh, I think all of us are happy you just referenced Captain Cold. I love Captain Cold, especially like Wentworth Miller's version of it. Like he made that like perfection. Especially because he's so like you know he's classically trained and he's 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 uh, oddballing up. He's he's slapstick and like. Whether or not you watch the show, but like, or read the comic book, that that is a fun ass character. Yes. Like, what bummed me out was like how like I don't know. Did you guys see Legends of Tomorrow? Yes. I hate how fast they killed him off. <laughs> yeah, I think he ended up having another project, if I remember correctly. It was Prison Break, but clearly, that's no longer a thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're actually gonna do Prison Break, uh, from what I understand, uh, uh, part two. It's gonna really? be that. Oh, dude, Peter Shamir was in that show, man. Like, remember he was that dickhead, uh, like Russian guy. Yeah. The 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 one that, like the, the 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 Russian guy from Armageddon, man. He's always like the the Ukrainian somewhat Slav guy. He's always just ah okay. Remember from Fargo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's gotcha, gotcha. And she's giving us the good references. Come on, give us some more, Canary. What else you got up your sleeve? Well, like, like let me go back to what Worth really. He's just perfect. He's a perfect human being. <laughs> he's actually, he's gorgeous. <laughs> he is. Like everything about him, like is just perfect. And actually, actually, the tone of his voice didn't really show up until like the second time they showed him on Flash. Because that first episode with him on Flash, it was just like him talking normal. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. go back, and and then the character development really starts to like soak in, and then it's just perfect. And then when they do bring him back, like later on from Earth X, like it's even funner. Yeah, well, he's always got that cadence about him. Like he's just like he, he's a man that thinks every single word out before it leaves his mouth. Yeah. Like he's always he's he's always got a plan. He's got a backup plan for his backup plan, because that's always the last rule of the plan. Is when everything goes wrong. Throw away the plan. Throw away the plan. Yeah. And the, that, that was like the brilliance of the character is that, you know, especially in that kind of world where like you had Heatwave, who was basically his polar opposite. And like he was, they, they were best friends, but like they, they never quite meshed. And like he had to calm him down to get what he needed out of him. But he, but he was always, you know, Heatwave always knew, at the end of the day, Cold was the boss. Yeah. Like, Heatwave knew he was the muscle. Mm-hmm. And that, like, Cold was, like, the brains. Yeah. And, like I said, he had a backup plan for his backup plan every time. And, you know, and then when he, you know, when he died, he had that, you know, he had that great redemption story at the end. You know, and then... You know, he was he was just gone, and then like he said, they brought him back for Earth X, and him and the Ray were together, and it was, you know, that was that was actually super cool, 
so you saw you, you saw the Ray for a little bit, and then I think he just went off and had the, like a little cartoon series online, and they didn't really build that up as much as I thought they could have. I, f- I feel like they, they should. Like I feel like there's so much more they can do with like all these characters that they've started in the Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. And I know like a bunch of writers went to HBO, so I'm kind of hoping that you still see like them like take everything and take it with them, like yeah. Green Arrow and the Canaries, and then. I, like Diggle from Arrow, like they teased so much Green Lantern with him. Oh yeah, and it's like you guys really need to just like make it happen because Diggle is like perfect. Yeah, I mean he's got he, you know he reeks of space cop. <laughs> this is the thing about DC, like they did so well with their shows. Mm-hmm. And then like Marvel did so well with their TV, like not TV shows, but like with their um, movies. The movies. Now they're starting to get really awesome with their shows, but like yeah, the, the show the shows have picked up ever since Wandavision, and then D, I, I felt like the last four or five DC movies have been really solid for the most part. I even like the pre Snyder cut Justice League myself. But... I did, I did too. So Snyder cut, I have yet to watch because I was waiting to watch it with somebody. Mm-hmm. So I might tell him go away and just watch it on my own, but <laughs> you, um... you should. It, it, it's it's an it's it's a commitment, but it's worth it. I would. I couldn't. Into the last one. Sorry, did I lose you? You can you hear me? Yeah, sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I got excited. I apologize. No, I, I couldn't get <laughs> into, into the last Wonder Woman. I, I, I just really probably... I like, I like the design of Cheetah. I was all yeah. about Cheetah. Yeah. But, like, I just felt like something was missing. Yeah, it, I, it, was, it was weird to, like... It, it's just weird. like the whole movie was weird because it was like you know you you had old, the old school Wonder Woman where she first debuted, you had her in Justice League which was modern day, and then you're going back to 1984, and it was like kind of like you had this time trip, but why? Yeah, and then like Pedro Pascal mm-hmm. is like a, an amazing actor, and I feel like he did a good job, but at the same time they made him look like a total wuss. Yeah, they definitely could have. They definitely could have played Maxwell Lord up better. Cool. I felt like, yeah. but like, like you, you put this great actor with some weak writing, and it's just like, why? Yeah, he did well with what he was given, but what he was given was, it it wasn't as bad. Like, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a big apologist when it comes to Suicide Squad <laughs> because overall, I think the uh, the casting was amazing. Agreed. With the exception <laughs> of Enchantress. But you know, neither here nor there. Hey, but I feel like they had all the right characters and they're freaking in the positions. But the story was garbage. So yeah. your concern is that the gimmick didn't get put over right. Well, no, the the, the gimmick was fine, but the storyline was horrible. Like they just that they were it was you know it's freaking half the WrestleMania roster. You know, oh these matches are gonna be amazing. But the story, it, it's Bianca Belair and freaking Sasha Banks. The characters are great, the right people in the right position. But the entire story leading up to it, leading up to the match itself, complete garbage. Yeah. I mean, the like I said, the match was great. You know, there, there's that debate of whether they should have been main or Bobby Lashley and freaking Drew McIntyre should be main. Hey, you know, I think there's valid points for either argument. But like you can't you can't say that their match wasn't good. You can't say the characters weren't who they needed to be. 
but you you also can't be like, oh, the story leading up to it was amazing. No, because the, the story was garbage. Yeah. And that 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 was Suicide Squad. Yeah. Suicide Squad hyped up like so much Joker though, and then when you finally get to it, there wasn't enough Joker. You know, like well, if they were gonna if they're gonna hype him up so much, he should have been the villain. Like the whole yeah. thing could have been about you know freaking, you know Harley dipping. Like they they had a little bit of it like when Harley dipped out on the squad and they you know get her back, but I like that should have been the main story instead of freaking, you know we're this this two hour story where we get all these guys because Rick Flag needs to get his girlfriend back. Well, like they made Joker like okay he already looked toxic right like we all know Joker mm-hmm. and Harley relationship was toxic and then yeah. they go on. Jared Leto's Joker is actually pretty good, and it was like everyone hates on the tattoos, but the tattoos yeah. just make him even more that toxic, you know. So like, if they would have done more with him in Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey would have been a tiny bit better. I, I, I actually liked Birds of Prey. I thought it was fantastic for what you know. You, you mean you're, you're, are you talking about are you, are you talking about Birds of Prey the the, the TV show that came out like? No, the movie. Oh, uh, so, uh, you're talking about Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn and the Misadventure. Okay. Yeah, a fab, fantabulous emancipation of one yeah. Harley Quinn. I thought it was a good movie overall. Freaking, I don't. I think Huntress was like the best character because she she was fun, and I think that was the best part of it. But like, I thought overall the movie wasn't bad. It was just they could have framed it better. It you know. They they should they shouldn't have called it Birds of Prey if Birds of Prey weren't going to be the focus of the movie. I agree. You know, and <laughs> Canary was cool, but like, no, they didn't really they didn't do nearly enough with her. They didn't do nearly enough with Montoya. Orphan could have literally been called anything else. They tricked us. But At I mean, one point, yelling, I was like, "This is not a canary cry." And I was watching it. <laughs> You're like, "This canary is crying." Sheesh. I'm like she's just singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and that's the thing too is that's such a rich character. There's so much stuff you could do, and like, like the entire, the entire, you know, but the bird, the entire Birds of Prey should have been so much more than what it was. Now I'm talking myself out. Maybe it wasn't such a good movie. Sheesh. We're just gonna forget that movie. Oh, <laughs> I like Shazam. That was really good. That was the best one. Loved me. Loved Shazam. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just still bitter about Birds of Prey. Yeah. They had Zaz. I really like Zaz. Zaz. He was fun. Z- Someone asked me a couple weeks ago if I was going to make a, a Batman movie who I'd pick as a bad guy. And I was like, I'd pick Zaz. And I'm like, no, that'd be an NC-17 movie. You can't do that. Like, but remember that Nightfall issue? Mm-hmm. That with the was orphanage? In the orphanage with the nuns. Like, that was... That... I, that changed me. <laughs> like, the, like, <laughs> like uh, can you, have you ever read night, any, any bit of Nightfall? No. No, I'm glad, I'm glad that you said no. Um, this isn't a test. Like you said earlier, it's not about who's read the most comic books, but it's about who can inspire the other one the most. Um, Nightfall, uh, Morales, give us a breakdown on, on Nightfall. Come on. Okay. Well, the whole thing, basically, it's the, the first real Bane storyline. Um, basically, Bane, in an attempt to weaken Batman, bust open Arkham, 
and everybody gets out. They capture everybody except for the 12 most dangerous Batman villains. And Batman has to find and capture all 12 of them. And he just, he doesn't sleep. He doesn't eat. He just fights all these, all 12 uh, villains. Once he captures all of them, Bane confronts him because Bane is not only trying to weaken him, he's trying to learn how he thinks, learn how he fights. And then once he captures everybody, um, Batman, you know, Bane confronts him and breaks his back. Just breaks him. It was, and it wasn't even like it wasn't even like a uh, I want to break you because I'm better than you. It was a metaphysical break. <laughs> like it was, it was like I broke everyone out of Arkham. You've been awake for two weeks straight. You just got home to go to sleep, and here I am knocking at your door. Literally, n- knock on the front door. I'm gonna break you because you need to go away. And um, I brought I brought up Nightfall because we were talking about Zaz. There was uh, was it like maybe twelve or thirteen? Um, Zaz gets out. He, uh, he's the one with all the uh, tally marks on all the stars. Can you yep, hear me? He's got a, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the one with all the tally marks on himself for each tally mark as a kill. He, he reminds me of people. Man, I, I can I can feel that, man. Like, well, what people, man? That's that's something. You can't just, like, pass ghosts. Well, example, really quick. Like, Chango has tally marks on his arm. Yeah, it does. Chango's like real life's ass. <laughs> I can see, I can see the reference. It's yeah. actually pretty funny. He's got the skeleton tattoo. Yeah. Furry bony's broken. So you're saying Chango should play Jazz? Yes. Let's call <laughs> Chango right now. No, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. <laughs> so let's go back to the, speaking of the comic books right now. What's your connection to Canary? As as why is that your person? So it, like I said, initially started with um, the show, you know. So then I started like buying like all the Green Arrow and Black Canary comic books, and just kind of like diving into like their relationship. Okay. So like, I don't. It's just it's very familiar with relationships I've had with people in the past, where it's like you love this person so much, and they drive you nuts. And I like, can totally see that. There's, there's quite a few, like, when they first got together, um, where he's just, like, always making jokes or, like, perverted comments, and she's just like, no, no. <laughs> but, you know, and then she ends up, like, pretty much, like, really falling in love with him. But, like, there's other ones, too, like, where she just wants to be out there to do good. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, like I said, like, the comic books, like, that portion's, like, fairly new to me. So as I keep learning more and more about it, it's like, yeah, this is my this is my person. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, I think we've all kind of got that because I was the same way with Black Lightning. Like I didn't, I just happened to catch the show because I freaking you know it was a DC show and I watched you know most of the Arrowverse anyway. I was like, <laughs> give it a shot. And like just the fact that he's like older and he's got a family and like you know just that kind of that thought process of like a retired hero who comes back after you know after he's you know he had his time 
and like the fact that he's got remorse because he you know he inadvertently killed somebody one time because he he struck somebody that was uh, not who he intended to strike with his lightning and that person died and that's why he left being a hero and like I, I ended up going out and finding all the original um, Black Lightning comic books I think it was like a 13 issue run from like the 70s or the 80s and it's amazing it's such a good show like the story in general it's so good like my mom doesn't like like she likes Batman that's literally the only superhero she likes okay and, I went and I I started watching Black Fight and I'm like, oh my god, this is like really good. And I sat her down and I made her watch an episode and she's been binge-watching it without me. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, she cheated on you. She did. It's horrible. But like like I said earlier, like Tobias Well, you know, like that actor, that's his first act. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's like he's just, he was born for that role. Mm-hmm. Like, I think at this point, too, like, in my life, like, watching, like, really good actors play certain roles and just taking it and, like, making it amazing. Like, to me, like, no one else is Black Canary besides Katie Cassidy, all right? Like, she's just, she just fits that part. If that that makes sense. No, totally. It makes perfect sense. And, And Wentworth Miller is perfect as Captain Cold. Grant Gustin is perfect as The Flash. And Stephen Amell is the Arrow. So, like, when I see, like, Ezra Miller, I'm like, meh. Don't get me started. That's a 20-minute rant right there you don't want me to get into. I wholeheartedly agree with you. No, I want to hear this rant, but I was really enthused last year. Or was it a year and a half ago when they revealed that? Because I was really pissed off. and I, I, I hear what you're saying, Canary. Um, Marilson and I always talk about that the, the DC uh, cartoons are superior to anything on screen or on the little screen, whether you're talking about the Snyder cut, like the, the Constantine hard art, like Jesus Christ, I had to pause that a couple times ago. I couldn't believe I was actually watching it. But then we get, when we find out that it's a true blue multiverse and that's how they're tying it in. I was like, of course that makes sense. Like I didn't feel pandered to. And, but then again, everyone on the TV show and the cartoons are vastly superior than the ones that are on the on the on the movie screen. Agreed. Also, Matt Ryan is like the voice of Constantine on everything. Oh yeah, as he should be. That guy's perfect. Yeah, he's another one who's classically trained. Classically like, trained. Yeah. How do you feel about Keanu though? He just needs to be Neo forever. That's it. <laughs> just Neo forever. Just trapping him in an infinite time loop. Just look pretty and uh, break some walls. And uh, uh, listen, uh, I I don't want to sound weird or nothing, but uh, I believe what you're saying, and I would like to subscribe to your Keanu newsletter. Trapped in time. <laughs> Looking at ah, I'm going crazy. Ah, oh, you're good. But yeah, no, like. I saw. I remember. Cause I have the original Constantine movie with Keanu Reeves, and it. it's it's good. But like Matt Ryan, just he does. He takes it to another level. He is Constantine at this point. It's like Jason Momoa being Aquaman. You know, he, he actually made Aquaman cool, and nobody's ever been able to do that like steadily. It's because they did a different take on it. Oh yeah, he totally did, but. Like he he made it work, you know. It was like you know, 
there's Dwayne the Rock Johnson levels of cool, and like like maybe a level or two down is Jason Momoa cool. Like the guy is just great at everything he does, and like he makes it look effortless. Could you imagine like a movie with Jason Momoa, The Rock, and Roman Reigns? We're gonna have to cut, we're gonna have to cut that out of this uh, entire interview because someone's gonna hear that and steal your idea. <laughs> they better pay me for it. <laughs> oh, you know better than that. This is indie wrestling. Come on, you might get a hot dog and a handshake. Like people still what ideas? What? No one steals ideas. No, <laughs> nobody steals ideas. You're crazy. Never happens. Jason Momoa. Never. I mean, he's he's married to the chick from the Cosby Show, and you know that girl ain't messing around because Lenny Kravitz was her ex, and he just looks like the funnest guy in the world. Lenny Kravitz? No, <laughs> I'm talking about Jason Momoa. <laughs> oh, I'm like, there's so many. Like, I look at Lenny Kravitz and like. We're, we're about to have this, we'll have this whole thing where Josh just reveals his gigantic man crush for Lenny Kravitz. Oh, God, no. If, if Like, listen, just if, if like listen, I don't have a giant man crush. I've got a giant man crush on David Duchovny, okay? Uh, everyone should know it. I'm going to come out of the David Duchovny closet. Not too happy about how he's been the past couple of years. But Agent Mulder just, uh, he uh, rocks Mulder Smulders, I understand. Yeah. I actually, I'm staring at a, uh, I want to believe poster. And it just got weird. <laughs> Canary, <laughs> sorry about this. When we made left turn, uh, please don't tell me about this. Uh, never really it's happened. Not like this is, it's not like this is live or anything. We're good. <laughs> We're live, pal. I don't know from my hands. Drone's poster, it's okay. Give, give us some more awesome stuff you're into, man. I really, I really enjoy your character. I really enjoy how well you wrestle, and I really enjoy your just. Uh, you've been such a sweetheart to me, and I really appreciate that. Considering I'm this weird big goth guy that wouldn't like thinks is always pissed off, so uh, you coming and saying goodbye to me that last last show uh, was very nice. I appreciated it. Of course, you're nice to me. If you weren't nice to me, I would just snuck out. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Oh. You didn't say what? bye to me, jerk. Yes, I did. No, he you didn't. you were on stage. Sad. <laughs> I, I was. Were you? Yeah, he was on stage. I I I distinctly remember saying Morales, you waved, and but he was on stage because you had to duck out early because you had to go to another. You got booked at another show, right? No, it was that day of the snowstorm. It was snowing. It was snowing. That's right. And I <laughs> get really really bad anxiety sometimes. And snow triggers it off sometimes. You ever had a bad <laughs> car accident in the snow? Um, I've almost crashed into a pole in the snow once. I I got lucky and my car stopped in time, but like, I I kissed the floor when I got out. <laughs> yeah the uh, the drive from the drive from the springs to Denver, especially if you're taking uh, twenty five, is in the snow. It sucks, man. I got in a nine car pileup. Like I. I I literally take the longest way to Denver every single time because I don't ever want to look at it. Uh, yeah, that'd be a smarter thing, shoot. Yeah. Uh, it was just really, like, snow just stresses me out. Why I live in Colorado, I will never know. <laughs> Are you from here? I am. Like, born and bred? 
Yeah. Ever left the state? Um, just to visit people. <laughs> Never lived anywhere else. You need, you need a book out of town more. No. Where do you where do you see her getting booked, man? She's got a great gimmick. She's got a great look. She's a great wrestler. Uh, she's got to get out, get her out there, man. Freaking hit the road, see what you can find. It's all kinds of all kinds of places and driving distances around here. Um, I've wrestled in Utah, and Texas. That's like about it. Oh, yeah, you, you got to do more. Get out there, freaking Kansas, Oklahoma, something, California. I want to, and that was kind of like. Before, you know, death of Arya, that was kind of my goal, but then everything happened, and then <laughs> here we are. Well, where would you like to go? Um, I feel like the East Coast has more wrestling. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, if nothing else, higher profile. Plus, you could hit the states are relative. Like everything's kind of bunched up together a little bit. So, like the same road trips here would be like you could be two, three states away in that amount of time. Yeah. Because, like, Vegas would be cool. But, like, I don't know what's out there anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I I never hear anything about California wrestling. I heard you get, you get some decent ones here and there. Santino Brothers, freaking Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I don't even know if all I don't even think all pros still around anymore, but that was that was hot for years. Yeah. I, I wanna get out there more, but I also wanna make sure that like how I put it. Like I'm comfortable with everything I'm doing. Gotcha, be prepared before you head out. Makes sense. Yeah. What do you, what, do you, think, what do you watch? Um, wrestling wise, a little bit of everything. Like, obviously the network's dead. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was watching a lot of the network. Um, AEW here and there. And then, like, I watched some Impact. But then, like, I'll just kind of go and, like, Google. Not Google, but, like, go to YouTube and type in somebody I want to watch at the time. Nice. Like, a long time I was just, like, watching, like, random Tessa Blanchard matches. Um, and those were good. But, like, whoever I'm, like, thinking of at that time, I'll just type in and things will come up. Gotcha. Well, we talked about uh, Black Canary being your, your person as far as comics goes. Like, who's your go-to as far as, like, matches you like to watch? So, for the longest, longest, longest time, I was obsessed with Lita. <laughs> okay. But I am nowhere on Lita's level. <laughs> so, and as weird as it sounds, like, from the older gen, I think, like, Trish Stratus. Okay. Because she she doesn't concentrate too much on moves. Do you know what, what I mean? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. So like with Lita, like Lita was very like flippy and did like a lot of like. She like, had her. She had her spots. Right. She had her. And like with Trish, it's more like storytelling. And the example I'm going to use is kind of like when Lita came back from neck surgery. And Trish had that broken nose. Mm-hmm. She really played on that broken nose. Like, Trish was an athlete, but at the same time, she was also, like, telling a story. That's what I like. Yeah, she, and- definitely, she definitely got the storytelling aspect of it. Like, it was weird, though, because, like, she, she was, like, just a valet and, like, the eye candy for so long. 
And then, like, it seemed like overnight she snapped, and then all of a sudden she was just this amazing wrestler. And that, like, six-pack challenge at Survivor Series 01, I believe. And she didn't have to do too much. Yeah. And that's the beauty about it. But, like, and I think also, too, Trish is pretty relatable because, like, how I went from, like, valet to just, like, doing, like, little matches here and there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just kind of, like, the evolution of, like... Yeah. A wrestler. It's, like, a, it's a gradual grow, growing process, basically. It's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a journey, really, is what it is, you know, if you want to break it down. Yeah. And... That's awesome. Like, lately, I've been, like, I like watching Becky... Becky Lynch is probably one of my favorites. Okay. And I've gotten a lot of respect for Sasha Banks over the years. I have, I have serious trouble with her, man. <laughs> Why? She gave Paige that stinger, man. I'll never forgive her. Well, here's the thing. like. I know it was an accident. I know it wasn't on purpose. But that was, yeah. that was my girl. But the thing is, is, as a wrestler, as somebody who, like, has been for certain things in the past so things happen like it falls on both people and I feel like people forget that like how am I explaining this Tony help me <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's one of those things like you know sometimes sometimes things you know don't go as planned sometimes things are delivered harder than intended and sometimes it's just one of those things where it it's just a freak accident yeah. You know, stuff stuff happens and it sucks. And I mean sometimes it it's really bad, like in the case of Paige, but and you, you know, think- sometimes it I mean it's you know, the whole the whole whole old adage is it ain't ballet, which freaking yeah, it's it's true in one aspect, in another aspect ballet is hard as hell from what I understand. But like, you know, it's not it's not a necessarily just the you know, t- we're going to talk it over, we're going to go there and do it, and everything's going to be fine. I mean, it's there's real risk. I mean, I remember going back to your talk about Lita earlier, where, like, she freaking, she, you know, she came back from the neck injury, and, like, the next match she wrestled with Trish, freaking, she, she did that, that create that suicide dive where she damn near killed herself. Jesus. Yeah. You like, know, and that, that you can't, you know, you can't blame, you know, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that happened. It wasn't really Lita's fault. It wasn't really Trisha's fault. It was just a crap situation. There's a huge difference between knowing, like, if somebody's doing it on purpose and if somebody's, like, accidentally, like, it's like something accidentally happens. I get it, man. Everyone knew that Sexy Star shot on Rosemary and she got buried. I know Sasha didn't mean to sting Paige that hard, but I'm just a sensitive guy, okay? I'll never forgive Lex Luthor. Lex Lex Luger, <laughs> uh, he didn't really. Lex Luger's valid. He really didn't. He really didn't kill Miss Elizabeth. But ah, I get it. I, I, yeah. pre- I appreciate you putting this perspective. I get it. But like with Sasha, like like here's the thing: if Sasha wanted to be a dangerous worker, he wouldn't have a job. And like even Triple H puts her over like as much as he can. Right. Like, he did, what, hashtag ring general or something like that after WrestleMania for her? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. The Women's Revolution, are, uh, like, when 2016, that was that was so boss. They brought all the best, badass women out of NXT. It was so funny because they only had, like, two on the main roster. 
and then the rest of it was all NXT. Remember that when when Steph called them all up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a kick-ass day, man. And, and they we had Lita show the uh, women's uh, new title belt at Mania. That's actually when I finally got in the building. By the way, uh, uh, Morales, did you were at, you were in Dallas? Uh, how long did you take me? I the was, building? yeah. Um, we were there. I was there for the pre-show. I remember Kalisto and Ryback for the U.S. title in the pre-show. I got, so we were there really early. Yeah, I'm jealous. I got there right when. Uh, they took the uh, the the cloth off the women's championship. That's when my 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 butt hit my seat. It's like uh, three and a half hours, man. That sucked. That's a beautiful belt. Yeah. So one one thing, real quick, since you know me and Josh are obviously not of the, uh, Fe- we're not ladies. Female what, persuasion. Like, yeah, the female <laughs> persuasion. What what like, what does it, like being a fan for that long? What is it like? How do you see? women's wrestling now as opposed to when you were when you were a, just a fan initially like starting out so here's here's the thing i i consider myself maybe a little weird for how i view it okay. i think it's really cool how we brought a lot of more athleticism in and to show like women can do the same kind of matches as like the guys can in our own way <laughs> But I never once felt offended by Braun Panty's matches or anything of the sort because we are women. We do have, like, this physique that guys don't have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I felt like those things were cool. And honestly, if I looked a little bit better, <laughs> I wouldn't say no to a Braun Panty's match, but it's because it's, like, it's something I grew up on. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I never once saw that as demeaning. There's a lot of things I don't see as demeaning as, like, other people do. I just think it's like, yeah, we're hot. Like we can do these things. Yeah, it's, we, it's a different, it's a different form of entertainment almost. Yeah, and like some people think that's like not getting taken seriously. I'm like, no, I'm still getting a paycheck. I'm still getting taken seriously. Like, like I work hard to look like this, and I can, so I will. You know? Yeah. Well, it's like I, I remember watching some of those matches with like Stacy Keebler and Tori Wilson. Where they would turn around and like they like they'd be doing the brown panty style stuff, yeah. but then they would always throw in the occasional, like big time rest, like the, a, a, like a pin sequence or like a cross body off the top rope, or like Stacy, you know, she had those long legs and she always had those amazing kicks. Yeah, like there was always something like there was always like a a blend there. Maybe it wasn't you know it wasn't today's standards, obviously, but like. They would always throw in something a little bit that you'd be like, huh, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like people just, like, think that we have to be projected in a certain way. But, like, we're women. Like, we're, we're beautiful. We're strong. There's things that we can do that a guy can't do, you know, but we can still do what the guy does. Like, that's what makes us so special. And, like, in all honesty, I don't think I ever want to see, like, Braun Strowman and somebody in a like a pumpkin pie match <laughs> but like right it's i don't know like to me it's cool to see it evolve but at the same time it's still fun to like see the other stuff still from back in the day yeah it's 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 weird right when like you're watching married with children or old school like 98 raw and it's the most raunchy like immediately get canceled <laughs> shit right now 
But like that's just how it was. Like I I I, I remember seeing the bra and panties matches and the KY jelly and the mud and like I wasn't like oh great you know like it didn't come off as sleazy to me. It was it it, it came off as a weird special. Like they're having fun. We're having fun. We paid for this ticket. Like, um, but now it's it, it's it's come off weird and it's hard to describe that to someone, right? Like that that's not a weird thing. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of things where I'm like, where people will be like, "Aren't you mad at this?" I'm like, maybe, but no, like, like I don't know, like like things like that, like women's wrestling. I'm like, I've never been angry at it. Uh, I well, think I think too, it's like I'm a, kind of a product of the time too. Like I remember the uh, the the like they used to do the swimsuit competitions for like Miss Rumble 2000 and whatnot, and I remember they actually got WWE banned in England. <laughs> because it was such a it was such a thing and i was just like you know this it was it was just kind of goofy fun it was kind of how i took it it wasn't anything like oh my god this is this is this is amazing and it was, it was just a segment on the show but it was it was something cool it was something like i said something different that the that the guys obviously couldn't do yeah and like and I, it worked like and the thing is too like most of those women started in playboy and they viewed it as like a celebration of like the beauty of the woman's body. And of course, guys bought it for different reasons. But like that's what they different looked at. reasons. <laughs> different reasons. <laughs> for I, shame. Oh, pray tell. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but like but like me, I own, I still have some of like the diva swimsuit magazines because those were goals. Those were goals of what to look like. Those were goals of things I wanted to do. You know? One of the best like things. Sorry. Me growing up. That was me growing up. Like I'm like, I want to be like this chick. Mm-hmm. Like she could be beautiful and she could also go whip like like whoop somebody's ass. One of the best days of my life was uh three years ago I went on a date and we went to uh the uh, record store independent records and I found a couple of live uh cassettes. But I found uh, China Playboy for two dollars. Oh wow! And it wasn't it wasn't like great. I get to see China boobies. It was like, Joni, there you are. Like 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 I was buying like a like taking you know like I said buying an orphan book, and like it, it was like she was so beautiful. She had like I don't like every time I see Tessa Blanchard, I can see why they do the comparison because of the she's got the jawbone right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got the jawbone, but like Joni was just like that that raw deal she was given, man. Like her boyfriend left her for the owner of the company's daughter. You you could not have been handed a more raw deal <laughs> in wrestling in the wrestling business, and you know uh, that was a that was a sad day, and then I I. I the, the the best they could do was they couldn't put China in as herself. They had to put her. They had to put DX into the Hall of Fame, but specifically to make sure that the the crowd is happy that that Joni is part of the the Hall of Fame, rather than just I, herself. I feel like she needs to go in by herself. But I also appreciate how much X Pac put her over. Oh my God! Wasn't that wasn't that crazy? It was beautiful. He loved her. Yeah. 
still loved her. It's such a it's a good thing of a maturity when you see people like yeah, it didn't work out, but we 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 really love each other's life for X amount of time, and she's still special to me like in. in in this way and and that would that really was beautiful that was poetry the way he put it over yeah and i you know when he when he said like it should be called like the china battle royal or something like that yeah i was like yeah maybe yeah they won't though but maybe yeah, i should be <laughs> well, they should definitely do something for her i mean you know she had an amazing career and she did, you know, she broke a lot of barriers. And from, you know, all intents and purposes, I've ever heard she was a great person. Yeah, you know, why why not, you know, why not honor something like that? Just because, I mean, your company looks bad for a number of reasons. What's, I mean, at this point, what's one more? Well, here's the thing, though. Like, like how you kind of said before, like, maturity, you know, it kind of takes time. And it doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, certain things, like, people need to get over and I don't know the story. I don't know anything about that. Like, I don't know what happens behind the scenes, you know? You don't have an inside man? I don't have an inside man, unfortunately. Uh, you need an inside but man. They're great. That needs to get, like, somebody needs to get over it. Yeah. Because she did do a lot for women. Mm-hmm. She did a lot. Absolutely. She, she made them so much money. Yeah. If they were to put a t-shirt of her on, like, their website right now, like, there would be... they'd sell so many of them especially, yeah. especially if they you customize the back have the minefields tony morales josh michael on the back canary our guest china from like the the, the collar <laughs> all the way down yeah <laughs> i'd pay a hundred dollars for that I'd, I'd be proud to wear joni on my chest yeah uh, definitely you know there's some chaos comics with her on the cover right I, yeah, I don't have any of them, but I've heard, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. There's an old school uh, uh, imprint called Chaos Comics. Did Lady Death and uh, Evil Ernie, Purgatory. Uh, it was the the standard uh, heavy metal guy that has a comic imprint, and they ride a lot of motorcycles, go to strip clubs. That's how they lived. Chaos Comics, and they they did they took over WWE for a while. And um, yeah, there's a there's a cover of her, and. Um, I want to talk about the way you were talking about her being special, um, especially obviously because you're not someone that's diluted by current events that you can't make your own decisions and are a lot of I, I imagine a lot of people are, or women wrestlers that would hear you say that it's okay the way they purchase China or the uh, the nudie matches that they get mad at you for being okay with that. Well, here's the thing. No one put a gun to their head to say, you have to do this. Right. Like, back then, like, they had fun. And, like, you know, I've read China's book. And she, minus certain things, like, she was pretty happy with things. But, yeah, like, like Tori, no one told her, hey, you have to do Playboy. Sable. You know, like, all of them made their own decisions. And as far as I know, none of them regret their decisions. Would and you... made them who today would you do playboy no <laughs> but like that's my personal decision you know no i'm not trying to be sleazy or anything like that i'm just curious about like the way you're talking about it like i i i like the discourse i mean like it's it's something like they 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 advance themselves in their own like personal esteem but like you're also much different than the average wrestler and 
before you answer, Joni was the one that broke the barrier between women's wrestling and men's wrestling, and you're just a wrestler, just pure and simple. Yeah. And she still did Playboy, and she still did the swimsuit magazines, and she still did the muscle magazines. Like, she was one of kind. How would you put yourself over? Like, what do you Did, mean? like I'm not afraid to be me. No, no, I'm not asking if you're going to get naked on OnlyFans. I'm asking how are you going to put yourself over as an artist? As obviously you're you're a writer. You're, you're extremely invested in your character. You've done uh, non-stop research in the passions that you you know set you on fire. Uh, I'd like to know what you on the on the backfire like something that you're passionate about because like we've we've talked about comic books that other people have made we've barely scratched the surface of canary what do you got coming for us man like uh you're inspired i'd like to know i i am inspired um but like i said like my character is still like growing and i'm trying to use like the people who inspired me in life in general, not just wrestling, to to make this character. Who are they? Uh, so, like, I love everybody from I love Chester Bennington. Like, that's my idol right there. Um, but like, he he lived his life to the fullest, and he went by the the beat of his own drum. You know, like you guys know Chester, right? How did you How did you mourn? I was very sad. So actually, um, the guy I was dating at the time for my birthday bought me like some really good tickets to go see them for the One More Light tour. And within the month, I think it was like a month and a half, I was at work and like literally my phone started to like blow up, and everyone told me to stay the fuck off of social media. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" Another so- friend said my god did you hear about chester and that's when i got online and i saw it and i was in disbelief and it was like the flood of like emotions like at first it was like super anger you know like i feel like everybody almost felt that way like no there's no way you know there's no way he would do this he has like six kids he has like this beautiful wife he has this amazing career and it was kind of like how could you? Because it was also to like the part of like I wasn't quite understanding at that point of what was going on. Does that make sense too? One hundred percent. Yeah, and then it turned into like my heart just shattered because it was like, like again, I've dealt with like anxiety like all my life, and there's like other little things like sometimes you get to like the little dark things growing up, but like he saved so many people's lives. And it was kind of just heartbreaking that nobody could save his. Um, what what but, about what about his story when you're when you were a teenager that really captivated you? Like what record? What was the first? Was it was it the first one? It was all of them. So the thing that like sucked me in was exactly one step closer, because this is like where the turning point in my life started to happen. So the the funny thing is, it's a funny story is. I was such, like, a little teeny bopper. Like, I was, like, watching, like, a Britney Spears music video on MTV. And, like, the little promotional materials for Linkin Park's, like, One Step Closer before it even hit was, like, right after that music video. Think of me. 
And I just remember seeing it, and I was like, that's, that's cool. What is that? And then I remember the day the music video, like, popped up on MTV, and it premiered, and I was just like, it was like that wrestling thing all over again. Like, I was just tranced, and I was in love, and I found Linkin Park before I found wrestling. So, like, this is where, like, I was like, what is this? Like, this is beautiful. And then from there, it kind of just went from, like, Linkin Park to, like, Headbangers Ball, and, like, my music just started getting more, like, like, you know, massive of everything I listened to. Were you watching the Headbreakers Ball with uh, Jimmy Josta from Haybreed? Yes, I love Jimmy, Jimmy Josta. Jamie, Jamie was the shit, man. Like, when he took over Headbreakers Ball, he had, like, he was, like, in two different bands. He had a clothing line, just had a, a fresh baby, baby girl, and was doing Headbreakers Ball and those interviews. Uh, remember, uh, were you watching, the, like, when he first, I think it was the first episode when he took over, they did Right, uh, right Now by Korn, that weird, like, the head transfer, the, the animation one? Yeah, I remember that one. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did so, like, you... it was funny because, like, I was watching stuff like that, and then I started watching, like, um, do you remember Fuse? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, Mistress Julia, I met her, and she's amazing. But, like, I remember watching her and Peter still from Typo Negative, like, have a conversation. And she just stared at him. And she's like, God, you're such a fucking dick. And it's just, like, <laughs> it was great. It was just, like, one of those things that, like, really, like, like, this is cool. Like, just watching people, like, be themselves on TV was really cool. I met Peter still. Like, no. Really? Yes, I did. He, uh, it was a travesty of a travesty of a travesty. Uh, Typo Negative opened up for Cradle Filth. And they, they nice. stole the show. And I, I'm six foot three. Uh, he was probably six foot seven. <laughs> he is a gorgeous, he was a gorgeous being. Did you ever like watch, about. did you ever watch the Jerry Springer, uh, videos with him on it? <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, or like, oh, so these goth girls are into like heavy metal rockers and they like, bring out Peter Still. Like, so what do you do? He's like, he's just, uh, he just grabbed the girl and started making out her right in front of her mom. Well, that's happening. <laughs> that's funny but do you remember when he like he was in playgirl i own it yeah. nice i it was I, funny I own it i i have i have and i'll take a photo of you take a photo of it when i get to my storage unit because i get some stuff out but i have one unopened and one still in the wrapper nice did you ever hear what he said about that oh yeah <laughs> he, well, like how he like regretted it because like he thought more women looked at Playgirl, and he was very wrong. <laughs> he was more upset about it one of his last interviews because he didn't realize that like uh, his mom, his mom bought it. <laughs> his mom bought it. Like he was like his last days. He was living with his mom in Brooklyn. Like that's how like Italian like big dude he was like. He just, he was a family guy. Like, he had a lot of, like, suicide girl, like, it was suicide girls, right? Yeah. When was the last time you heard that? <laughs> um, that was, like, so, now that, like, hold on really quick, but, like, to backtrack to that Playboy question, but, like, when I was younger, I probably would have been, like, yeah. And, like, same with, like, the suicide girls. I totally wanted to be a suicide girl. Now I'm, I'm like, 30? No. <laughs> I wanted to be a suicide girl. What would be your suicide name? Oh man, I remember the, I remember uh, reading the uh, on the uh, website back in the day when you had to pay five bucks a month. 
how, how to make your suicide name. It was like, it was like, it reversed my name because maybe Joshua Michael was like, Michael Archangel something. And I'm like, that's stupid. Like, like, uh, it was a lot of fun. And, um, I'm, I'm happy to just share this love with Peter Steele, man. Like, like, when was the last time we talked about it? it's Peter Steele, man? <laughs> I love Peter Steele. So, I mean, like, like around his birthday, or like even in October, you know, you like you think of him, and it's like, hmm, what would metal be like with Peter still still around? Listen, Same with- Peter still being around would be more of like, and I, I feel like you asked me the question that he would have to reinvent metal every forty years, fake his death, come back as a different character twenty years later. Just constantly <laughs> making it better and making it better. And Morales, I'm sorry, man. Like this is like obviously metal's not totally in your real well, but like when it comes to typo negative, um ooh, it's it's something something. Oh, uh, I got another pearl for you. Um God, I was like I wanna say it was two thousand six. I was at Walmart and I bought a uh DVD set. I bought two of them. They're five dollars. It was Night of Living Dead. Uh, House on Hunter Hill and Nosferatu. I bought two of them because the girl I was dating was really, really, really into like vampire movies and like the old school stuff. And mm-hmm. I put in the, the DVD against like 2007. I got like surround sound hooked up and I fall asleep drinking some whiskey watching House on Hunter Hill. And then all of a sudden, Type of Negative started playing. Like at full blast, like like twice as loud as the rest of the DVDs were, like like three movies on one DVD. And I thought someone had broken in my house and like was fucking with me, and I'm about to get tortured to death. Like it scared me that bad. Like you don't just accidentally hear type of negative. Um, the Nosferatu had all of the original music removed and filled in with typo negative. Let that sink mm, in. Nice. Let that sink in. All of like, it was one hundred percent type of negative music. I got an extra one. I I mean I would I'd check it out. <laughs> check it out. I'll check it out. So, like speaking of like classic horror movies, you know like, Bela Lugosi. Of course. I was always more of a Lon Chaney guy myself. Oh, you son of a bitch. Well, I was more of a uh, uh, Chris or Cross guy. So I love Chris Cross. To uh, Zach Baggins' uh, Haunted Museum in Vegas, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. And he says he has... Well, so he said, he claims this is the mirror of Bela Lugosi. And, like, he keeps it covered. Okay, because I guess he's spry using it. There's like so many stories about it, but like if he if you look into it, like there's been people who get like scratched on their neck. Oh wow. Then like people who've like actually like passed out. I think that's cool. <laughs> like they were cutting at themselves, like like cause it upset them that much? No. So like when I went there and they like they gave us the option to look into the mirror. So I said, Yeah, sure, I'll look into the mirror. Um Nothing happened when I looked into the mirror. But other accounts of when people look into the mirror and then they start feeling like a stinging sensation on their neck. 
And like, like usually people like come out with like scratch marks on their necks. And then there was like an episode of like ghost adventures where the guy was like talking shit into like the mirror and he literally just like collapsed in front of the mirror. The mirror wasn't taking it. Uh-uh. But wasn't it was taking like, that sass. It was supposed to be Bella Lugosi's like scrying mirror. Scrying mirror. Interesting. That's, that's the other kind of shit I'm into, by the way. So, obviously, you watched all the Ramirez documentaries and the uh, Cecil Hotel. Yeah, I didn't finish Ramirez. I haven't finished it yet. Don't. Um, but yeah, don't. The, the don't. Cecil Hotel. Why? Don't. don't. Why? Why? My mom brought me up on true crime. Uh-huh. I was one of the first kids in the 80s to know what a pedophile was. <laughs> um... Because my mom was, like, constantly reading true crime stuff. She made me read the books, like, the novels. And I remember when Dahmer happened, she gave me the true crime novel. And you don't want that in your head, man. (laughs) You you, you just don't want it in your head. Uh, The Sissel Hotel thing was one thing. uh, But the, the other stuff. But then you get tempted. Did you watch House of a Thousand Corpses? I did. Remember when Otis was, like, Best keep your head full of puppy dogs and Mickey Mouse on one sock and Donald Duck on the other. But <laughs> you're being tortured by him. Like, ah, all right, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> Tell me about yeah. it. <laughs> Here's the thing: like, I'm into like weird stuff. I've always been into weird stuff. It's just I don't like make it public. I guess I don't know. But like until but, like, now, until now. People- for the most part, people who know me know. But, like, I've gone down that Reddit rabbit hole. Okay, like, Reddit's the worst place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, 4chan's the worst place in the world. Uh, 4chan like, is the, 4chan is the like, Russian orphanage in the gulag. Uh, Reddit is more like the uh, Greyhound bus station in, in downtown LA. <laughs> I've seen so many, like, suicide crime photos on Reddit and, like, they they had like the nine eleven crime scene photos, and I was just like, huh, interesting. I yeah, that was and five I, years ago when he married that like that one chick that was like he like I can't remember who owned Reddit at the time. But he married someone that like ruined Reddit and like removed gore and all the good stuff. I loved the gore Reddit. Yeah, the gore like remember it was like it was it was like every every other photo was like. Uh, a Japanese uh, mall where someone just decided to like jump off the balcony five stories up and like, well, that happened in the mall. <laughs> yeah, there's like a lot of Mexican cartel photos too. Oh, oh man. Okay, I got to tell you a cool story. All right. So, my dad, when he retired from the uh, the Air Force, he already had a job working at Northcom here in Springs, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, he would always get mad at my mom for like, why are you showing him this? Uh, like. He, she, like, I saw Hellraiser when it came out. I only had to cover, she covered my eyes when there was boobies. It was okay to see someone get ripped to shreds, but if there was a titty, mm But, I digress. He hated watching these gory movies. I saw her for Northcon, and his job, he disappeared for like five months out of the year. They were monitoring, helping monitor the cartels for the Mexican government. And he, he'd come home, and he'd, he'd check this out. And he'd send me this 
like long ass like twenty page URL. <laughs> and I click it. Room full of torsos. <laughs> yep. Just torsos. And he's like, Isn't that cool? I'm like, Yeah, it actually really is. <laughs> He couldn't handle yeah. he, he couldn't handle pinhead, but a room full of torsos and like check this out. It was like it was a it was a photo of a guy that like slept with some cartel guy's girlfriend and the picture was his decapitated head and his hands holding his dick and the other hand was holding his balls. Oh, I remember that one. It says like El Gato on it or something like that. Like like full pubes and everything yeah. like that. They 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 took the they they bit it nasty enough. And he's like, isn't that cool? I'm like, yeah, it actually kind of is. <laughs> I remember seeing that one. Yeah. That's like one of the most, like, I think most popular cartel pictures. <laughs> well. But. It happens. Yep. Yeah, you know, just life with cartel, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we appreciate yeah. being the we appreciate you being on the show, man. Like you, you've, we've been throwing a lot about, a lot at you. You obviously been training a Morales because it's Morales. He's uh, Agent Forty Three. He's uh, the BA of Minefields, and it's nice to have you on the show, man. Like, damn. Give us some. Thank you. Give us some awesomeness, man. Like you, you've been so sweet tonight, man. Like, uh, who's the the guy that broke her heart in high school? And tell us how much he sucks. <sighs> I, I I strangely respect them a little too much. <laughs> was it was his name Barry? No, no Barrys. Jason? It was Ollie, was... wasn't it? I what? It was Ollie. It wasn't was totally it? Ollie. <laughs> no, totally Oliver. How I'm viewing viewing a relationships right now is I've dated way too many Oliver Queens. <laughs> That's what they all remind me is of all Oliver Queens. I need me a Barry Allen in my life. Barry's nice, are, good old Barry. Barry's always fat. Not Maybe she needs a Wally. Maybe a Wally. No, Wally's too zen. No, it's Canary. She needs. She's a mature, awesome woman. She needs Damien, ready to worship the ground she walks on, and learn when he fucks up, he's gonna make it better. Also, hey, part of Rosie Gould's, you know, crew and. Oh, that's that's ideal. That's. <laughs> Maybe you know you, what? You can control maybe, the shit out of him. Or maybe we could just like, like super crossover, like super crossover into different universes and get me a Wade Wilson. Listen, man. Listen. Oh, that's a horrible that, idea. That, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. But first off, that's my man. No. Mm. Oh. All right. No. So, can you cook? Oh yeah. Okay. Like, well, I culinary. Yeah, I'd cook, I'd cook for him, too. What do you cook for him? Anything and everything he wants. Oh, uh, you're just <laughs> going to ask? You're just going to You're just gonna ask him? You're not going to know instinctively that he wants some hot chili with some nice toasted tortillas and some avocado on the side with some line of sprinkle that shit? Uh, See, but you're just for, the, super... for the record, the answer is obviously chimichangas. It is. <laughs> I mean, come on! I don't know. I don't know what we're beating around a bush for here. The answer I, is obviously chimichangas. I have a dog named Chimichanga, so I can't exactly be like, "Do you want chimichangas?" Because then she get triggered. I'm sure she left the room. Like, leave the room, chimichanga. Do you want chimichangas? 
That's why you send it in a text. You're cannibalizing your own dog. I, that's why I would be like, no. You are so <laughs> you are so canceled right now. Oh my goodness. She would kick my ass. <laughs> she she needs herself a Steve. A good, a good old Steve Rogers. A Steve. Lord. Don't get that PG thirteen bullshit. You can't come away from me. <laughs> she likes that well like... TVMA. She wants some jiggling boobies, but not full nipple. Seriously, um, we're going to have to do some minefields after dark when we get bigger. When we get our previous guests and we get them drunk and make them watch Major Children. Lord. <laughs> it is a classic. Totally classic. I've got a No Man shirt. See, I think it was last time I saw a Married to Children episode. Freaking. It's crashing in a hotel room with Austin Logan and freaking. Uh, in Kansas. It happened that? beyond. He fell asleep. I watched like three episodes. I'm not surprised. It was past his bedtime. It is what oh. it is. <laughs> I feel he like... was tuckered out. He was tuckered out from the Shannon Moore seminar. I feel no, like okay. I feel like we should bring a straight X pad like gimmick with him. He gets in the ring like like He's not even old enough to remember Stride Expats. <laughs> they never Jesus worked. Right. <laughs> they never worked. Jesus Christ, Stride X. Oh, can, can oh, I hurt the soul a little bit. Can you, did you ever get some Stride Pads? No. The 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 alcohol little pads. The acne pads. The, the acne pads wipe your face with, and it just made the pimple worse every time. <laughs> No, I was very fortunate I didn't need that. Oh, they were horrible. I don't think I got acne until I hit my, like, 20s. Some of us I, weren't that fortunate. I had awesome skin while I was a teenager. Everything was awesome when I was a teenager. I had abs. If you don't mind me cool. asking, what's your nationality? I'm, like, Latina. Hispanic. Well, like, uh... I like oh I want details. So uh in put in perspective, I am descended from Spanish people from Castillo, Spain to Mexico, mixed with Mexicans and Apache and then some obviously random brown people. Um Um, so I'm like a mutt, I guess. So like half my family's from Spain and the other half's from Mexico, but I really don't know <laughs> like like what exactly? Like everyone's kind of just super fake taco-y. We're in Mexico. <laughs> we're we're in Mexico. We're talking like like a, like when a couple of weeks ago I got introduced to a pizza taco where white people put uh, taco toppings on a pizza with fresh uh, gardens, and I was like, this is this is the thing. And then, like, two years ago, I found out... I bet they, I bet they put ranch on it. They, 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 put they absolutely it. put ranch on it. Of course they freaking did. So, like, Savages. Who knew maybe where we were from in these places is dead. So, I'm like a Taco Bell taco. Like, I'm not quite a Del Taco, but I'm a Taco Bell taco. Full beef. 
not, the taco truck. Not dog or horse. Gotcha. Uh, but we're talking fresh greens, or are we talking like a good chalupa shell, or? I'm a nice, you know, Dorito Supreme, maybe. You know, I'm a little cheesy. Um, yeah. A little cheesy. A little cheesy. A little cheesy. Folks. Extra cheese. Regular cheese Extra. with a nacho cheese. You know. Sometimes it's spinacho cheese. Sometimes I'm like the Cool Ranch. If I was going to personify Canary Cornell as a Taco Bell Happy Meal, be a, <laughs> it would be. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna get canceled, am I? <laughs> um, Let's see what in the. Well, I don't even think they have one. I'd say a triple decker Mexican pizza with avocado. Okay. Melted cheese. Okay. Mm. I I miss the Mexican pizza. Doritos Loco on the side with the Chalupa crust. Baja Blast. Extra cheese. Three dollars, but not because it's cheap, but you get an extra lottery ticket to win a million dollars. You know, you might be right because I am pretty extra, so I feel like that's a lot of stuff. Well, we'd like you here at Minefields. I would, I would have been cool just described as like a cheesy roll-up. Cheesy roll-up. Those, roll <laughs> Those are delicious. A little cheesy roll-up. Man, if I was to describe uh, Morales, he'd be a pinners and beans with, uh, you know, $2.20 and get the hell out of here. <laughs> He's a nacho supreme with extra jalapenos and extra sour cream. They have jalapenos at, at, at Taco Bell? Yeah, right. There's extra jalapenos. Yeah. They have to. You do. You really do. It's not the same without it. Yeah, I'd, I, I'd be the uh, the churro at the the backstage uh, event where someone rented a uh, inflated bouncy ball. At least you're on the menu. <laughs> Aww. Oh. But you're, we're discontinued though. Like they don't have Mexican pizzas anymore, so I'm discontinued. And then I'm pretty sure they got rid of their beans, didn't they? Not their beans, but like the side of beans. And they also got rid of their nachos. Oh. Did they? So they we've all back? been discontinued. We've all been. We're, we're an island of uh, misconstrued Taco Bell sidebars trying to make it in the wrestling business. Uh. Did you know Ohio doesn't have the, um, spi- like the little hot and spicy McChicken? Is it racist? I don't know. They just don't have it. That's oddly specific. I just figured that they didn't have it because it was racist. And people say things are racist all the time. Um, Yeah, that sucks. Because those are delicious. Yeah, Maybe that's why people in Ohio are so sad. People from Ohio are just sad for all kinds of reasons. Yeah, because they're in Ohio. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I was yeah. Just things that are like discontinued on the menu, and I remember that was an actual thing. And I was like, huh. My sister always used to order the uh, pintos and beans little bowl with extra cheese and no onions. Interesting. That's what she did. There's like nothing in there. No, she was a little. She was bullshit. Oh. Like I, I like till this day, till this day I'm 38 years old, 
and I'll go to her house and I will find something on her mantle that belongs to me. That last time she visited was two months ago and she just randomly stole something from me. <laughs> Sounds like a sister thing to do. You got any sisters? Got any brothers? Um, I have a half sister. Her name is Brittany. How do they spell it? Like two T's. That's gross. Why? <laughs> <laughs> the the Is she younger or older? She's older than me. We didn't grow up together. It's kind of sad, but yeah. Can you take her in a fight? Huh? Can you take her in a fight? Probably. <laughs> Canary could probably take me to fight. She, I, I'm filming on an iPad and she screams at me. This what you got? Uh, it's eight hundred dollars. Fuck you. <laughs> just, just live in the gimmick, brother. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I just loved that you shot at me. It was great. <laughs> it was great. You know the, the first time I did the scream, I wasn't doing the Canary gimmick. I was doing the other gimmick, and it mostly came around the time of like. I was just getting like a lot of like anxiety with everything. Like every day was just like I would wake up constantly like flipping. Just anxious. Yeah, and I remember I was in training one day, and I had just watched like um, an episode the day before where Laurel did become the Black Canary, and I just screamed, and it stuck, and it just like everything just felt so much like better. It was relief. So it almost started like an accident, you would say? Kind of, yeah. I think it was like in the middle of like a, a mental breakdown. <laughs> I started oh. doing. <laughs> How do you deal with mental breakdowns? What was that? How do you deal with mental breakdowns, man? Like I always just focus on like the positive and then realize we're in the wrestling business and we got to get over it. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I mean, like, I don't really flip out that much anymore. Um, you just have to find, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Cause like I, for the longest time I struggled on trying to like keep calm and try to focus on good things. You know, it took a long time to get in a good spot. Well, how do you feel like, now? How do you feel now that you're in a good spot? Like what, what mental that, fortitude is, is holding the scaffolding up? Cause like, to get where you are, you have to have a good scaffolding, and then once the scaffolding's up, you're building around the building. Um, it, I think I just started getting up, like really like fed up with letting things get to me, and then I kind of just started focusing on the things that made me happy. And it's like if if you keep doing that long enough, you kind of just like start to learn to let things roll off. You know, like like a leaf when it rains. Right. Like eventually, you instead of like feeding from that, you just learn how to like let it just trickle off. Is this a good it's, example? Yeah, beautiful. just tell us not like not let you know don't let things get to you so much. Yeah, Which, it's beautiful. It took a while to get there. Like, I think that's why. As much as 2020 sucked, it was kind of like a blessing in disguise. 
Yeah. I like to think a lot of people look at it that way. Just kind of like, you know, you kind of have like a year and you have some time to like kind of reset and recharge your batteries and, you know, kind of figure out what you want and, you know, what's next. Yeah. Like, I think when you just like, they, they like make you or break you. Yeah. But no, like, I guess, you know, kind of closing up here, you know, what's next for Canary? Um, not too sure. Like I said, I'm still building my character and I'm still training. And I don't know when I will start doing shows again at this point. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope, like, maybe within, like, the next, like, two months. But awesome. I'm not, like, holding my breath for anything. You know, like, when the time is right, the time is right. Yeah. Um, and I think but, that's something I've also had to learn was, like, just kind of, like, let things come to you. Gotcha. Any, like, short-term goals or anything like that, though? Like, anything anything you don't... If, if the stars align, anything you'd like to see happen? I would like to, like, travel a little bit more this year but like like you know towards like the, like the end of summer or like fall i would like awesome. to get um i would also really like if new era came back you know <laughs> <laughs> i would also oh, like, like that. that uh hey brother how you doing this morning great oh how's it feeling doing good get a good breakfast yeah what do you want what's new we're getting together <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you know, I, I feel like that would be the coolest place to even have my canary character. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously. We do run out of the world's largest comic book emporium. Hell yeah, I just popped right out of the book. Exactly. Yeah. Might have to make that happen sooner rather than later, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get on it. Trust me, working on it. <laughs> All right, well, um, yeah, I think we're good to go freaking want to thank our lovely guest the pretty bird herself canary cornell i love you <laughs> used to but no i think we are good to go um anywhere we can find you on social medias i am on facebook i am on instagram i am on twitter it's all under canary cornell i got lucky with that that handlebar because nobody has it awesome yeah Canary, we really appreciate you being on the show, man. It's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Guys. And... I hope you enjoy talking to me. <laughs> we oh, definitely. Let's do it again soon. Shoot. Yeah, of course. Let's talk about weird stuff, too. Of course. It's kind of, it's kind of our bread and butter. We're not going to lie. I of love course. weird stuff. <laughs> I start comparing weird different places and whatnot. It'd be great. Make a whole episode of it. Yeah, jump, jump down some rabbit holes with me. Oh, love a good rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All righty. Well, I guess this is my fields. Transmission is over. And this is dangerous. Canary, don't hang up. <laughs>